Hello and welcome back to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we keep you up to date with the latest trends, drivers and moves in livestock, grain and oilseed and fibre markets. My name's Olivia Agar, thanks for tuning in to episode 229. This year has been a bit of a wild ride for those in livestock markets with lower prices and a higher supply environment, shifting the dynamics. Today we've called in on the Nutrient Network with guests from three different pockets of the country to get a bit of an update from those that have got boots on the ground about what's happening in lamb and cattle markets in their patch. We have Andrew Holt, Senior Livestock Account Manager in the Central Northeast, Leon Giglia, Western Regional Livestock Lead, and Ron Rutledge, Southeast Livestock Development Manager from Nutrient Ag Solutions, calling in for a quick whip around the country. Before we get into the episode, a few highlights from this week's market. A smaller offering with a reduced percentage of low vegetable matter wool pushed merino wool prices higher for most categories this week, with lots of low vegetable matter wool becoming harder to come across, bidding's been pretty healthy for this type of wool. On grains, the recent weakness in wheat has been driven by a couple of different factors. Firstly, Russia and Ukraine have been shipping wheat through the Black Sea at breakneck speed. Secondly, Brazil's been exporting corn at very cheap prices, which has really undermined the feed complex, including ASW wheat, as well as feed barley. And lastly, crude oil has fallen below US $70 per barrel in the past week, and that's really sending a signal to the commodity sector that global economies are struggling. And as if there wasn't enough to take in there, the UN's also scheduled to meet in Moscow on the 5th of May to try and renegotiate the terms of the grain corridor. So until then, the market will definitely be walking on eggshells. That's it from me. I'll hand over to Robert Herman alongside Andrew Holt, Leon Giglia and Ron Rutledge. Well, thanks very much, uh, Andrew, and thanks very much for making the time to catch up with us. I know you're on the road, and I think you said you're between Mitchell and Roma, so it's uh, it's an area that uh, a lot of people know about. But what we want to know today is what are things like up there? What's the conditions like, and how's it impacting on the uh, on cattle supply? Yeah, thanks, Rob. Our conditions here in this sort of immediate Roma area are actually pretty pretty dry. We've uh, we had an extremely wet winter last year, reasonable spring nearly didn't have any rain for December, January, February, which is uh, very ad- abnormal for us, but I guess we had significantly more winter rain than we normally get. So uh, look, I guess if certainly within a hundred kilometer radius of Roma in all directions, there's feed, but uh, we won't be, we'll only be around the corner to getting some frost. And um, yeah, it'll be a pretty tough winter here to be honest. Yeah, well, um, it's a funny thing, you know. A lot of people think of Queensland as being that warm place, but uh, gee, when the when the sky is clear and the uh, and the winter sets in, those frosts can really come about. One of the things I was interested in, Andrew, is the um, it seems to be like the feedlots are sort of getting back into increasing purchases. Is that what you're seeing, or is it? Or, because they have been a bit, um, how would you say, they've been a bit sitting back on their haunches a bit in the last few months. Yeah, look, I think they have. I think um, there was certainly plenty of empty feedlot pins across the Darling Downs, which is the area in Queensland where most of our feedlots are. But I think uh, now that prices probably appears to have settled, um, feedlots have got a bit more direction as to where they can be with their buy price. And yeah, I think there is certainly plenty of cattle going on feed. 
Um, so, yeah, it, it, starting to gain some momentum. If anything, we might see a bit of an oversupply here in the next couple of weeks in, in Southern Queensland, mm. I'd say. Well, that sort of leads me to the next question, I guess. What about restocker demand? Is there any interest in that or or is the sort of the concerns about the season holding people back? Look, the dedicated traders or the dedicated steer background operations in our in our local Roma, Tarum, Wandawan area um, are certainly continuing to trade and they're tipping plenty of cattle out and they're buying plenty of cattle back in. Um, we're about an inch of rain off off people actually having an oats crop or having the potential to have an oats crop. So, look, right as we speak, restocker demand is is moderate only. Those dedicated trading operations are certainly continuing to absorb similar levels of uh, similar numbers that they have done for the previous six months. But um, yeah, we're really on a bit of a knife edge here, season-wise. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's uh, that's at some stages that's par for the course in in that uh, you know that more pastoral regions. Um, but you know, hopefully, um, you know these things do keep ticking along. Is, how are the um, is this a time when there's a big cow turn off up in your way, Andrew, or is it uh, is the cow market um, absorbing all the cattle we're getting? Uh, it's a fraction early, to be honest. So generally, uh, it is around the corner to when most people do wean. Uh, subsequently, tip out cull for age cows, um, pre-tested empty cows and so forth. So yes, there are a few cows starting to move. It's probably a couple of weeks earlier than normal or a month earlier than normal. Normal season, um, most of our clients will have enough feed to freshen up or fatten their cull cows. I suspect this year probably won't be the case and we'll probably see more more second grade cows and more store cows hit the market than than, than prime cows. Well, Andrew, um, thanks very much for your time today. It's been a great catch up just to give us a bit of a snapshot on what's happening up in the north. And I'm pretty sure we'll come back to you soon, just see how this season unfolds. But now in a change of gears, let's shift across to the West and uh, we'll bring in Leon Giglia to talk about what's happening over in the West. Leon, welcome to Commodity Conversations. I think it's a first, but uh, we're really pleased to have you on and uh, and giving us an update on what's happening in the West. Thanks very much. Great to be here. So, Leon, we, we watch with interest what happens in the West and it seems like it's almost a separate market, especially when we're talking about sheep and lamb. Can you just give us a bit of an update on what's happening with the lamb market right now. We know that the uh, West Australian Trade Lamb Index, um, it's it fell slightly last week. It's sitting at 518 cents, um, but there is still that significant gap between the East at about 132 cents. Um, what's happening on the ground? What can you tell us? Well, what's happening on the ground is we certainly do have an oversupply of finished lamb, and there certainly is not the desire or requirements for our store product. And uh, our store market has, has fallen away exceptionally. It, it's significant, uh, the, uh, the fall that's, that's taken place and the, and the need and the want for, for that product. Our, our over-the-hooks pricing of, of this week, the first week in, uh, in May, is sitting between $6.20 and 
for what we consider our retail lamb. Uh, the marketplace though, however, if you were to quit your lambs, your trade lambs in the marketplace, our, our auction market, our lambs are probably realizing $5.50 to $5.60 in the market. Uh, we have been fortunate of recent times that uh, there has been some live export activity on, on uh, export lambs. Uh, those lambs of some 46 kilos have been making $110 to $120. The 38 to 40 kilo lambs have been making $90 to $110. Um, that market's closed, um, and, and this will be the last time there will be activity on uh, live export sheep or live export in our, in our market here in the West. And we are a little concerned as to where that market will be. But however, it does propose an opportunity because there is some there, there is some opportunistic buying to be had out there at the moment on some 30, 34 kilo merino lambs. And despite uh, the fact that we are still taking up to three to four weeks to get ourselves some booking space for lamb, um, I, I, I firmly believe that there is opportunity for these 30 to 34 kilo merino lambs and, and even some of these light, lighter lambs. You can put 30, 36 to 40 kilo lambs uh, of, of crossbred type away for about $60. Uh, and believe that you can still turn them out in, in that you know, July, August period for, for good money. Um, but yes, right at the moment, we do have a surplus of product. And we're also having a surplus of young sheep full stop. Whereas in the past, Western Australia has moved some of our young sheep and in particular our surplus to requirements, one and a half year old merino use uh, or rising one and a half year old, though you call them one year olds now, hoggets. Uh, those surplus to requirement use were, were being moved east and were sought after as breeding. Uh, those sheep are actually hitting the market. And unfortunately, um, yeah, there, there's no real opportunity with, with those sheep other than to be placing them into the market. Yes, it's a it's a concern, isn't it? And and I guess we're seeing over here on the east, we've had a pushback of supply, which is now uh, as a result of the season. Um, Leon, you mentioned the light lambs. Is there a, a process of market for them over over on in the west? And uh, are they taking those light lambs? There has been some processor activity, but it's been limited, very very limited. And uh, some of those lambs have been. Uh, making their way to, to air freight. And as I say, those light lambs of uh, 36 to, to 40 kilo live weight, but it's limited, it's, it, it's limited. So in the past, the competition has been restockers and feedlotters, backgrounders, and the, the slaughter of those light lambs for, for the uh, air freight opportunity. Uh, but that competition's, as I say, is is all gone. The the, the restockers and the uh, the backgrounders and the feedlotters themselves uh, are, are not in the market as we speak. Just to switch switch gears here, we see the mutton market is also, um, you know, just battling, and I guess that's all tied up with um, processor kill space as well. Yeah, it certainly is. I was talking to one of our leading processors the other day, and uh, they've got themselves they they haven't hit capacity like this at this time of year ever before. And they're slaughtering four and a half thousand 
lambs and sheep. And in the spring flush of the year just gone, their bigger days were 3,200. Yeah. And here we are in uh, late autumn, early winter, and uh, we're hitting peak numbers and we're hitting spring flush numbers. And it's, it's never seen before. It's never been seen before. And so, yes, it's suppressing the market. Uh, kill space is, is a real issue. We did have a East Coast uh, processor enter the West Australian market two weeks ago. Uh, although they didn't enter the auction market, they purchased lambs, uh, in, in particular lambs, on farm. And that did ease, but they were paying no more money than what we were receiving for the product in the West, which is fair, it's equitable. Um, yep. There is a significant freight component on on sheep or any any product across, and uh, as you as you're aware, that that freight component has increased significantly of most recent times. Yeah, and it can be anywhere between thirty to thirty five dollars to uh, to ship freighter freighter lamb from Western Australia to. Uh, some of our closest, uh, whether it be Murray Bridge or Narragut or, or, or thereabouts, Lobethal. Um, Leon, let's just give us a, a, a quick update on the cattle market and um, in WA. Now, it's it's probably it's an interesting dynamic because you've got cattle in the north and cattle in the south, and you know they're different types of herds. And um, but what's happening there? What's happening with the um, demand and price for for cattle in general in WA? So our grazier cattle and our backgrounding cattle, that market's eased and it's it's in line, pretty much in line with the East Coast. Our southern uh, fat cattle, so to speak, is it's only grain-fed. There's only grain-fed cattle that, that, that are coming out and, uh, and, and maybe some lot-fed uh, uh, what's termed as uh, grass-fed cattle, cattle on silage. So... It's, it's all confined fattened cattle that are, that are being slaughtered at the moment and we're waiting for our northern cattle market and our northern, northern season to commence. We're probably about two or three weeks away from the north. Um, our cow market, our cow market is slowly but surely uh, crept along, but the numbers haven't been great. The numbers haven't been of, of, of significance at all. Um, our... Our processes, uh, again, are at capacity and cattle are easy enough to find. And we, our, our best of our cows at, at, at this point of time, uh, so if, if we take a good southern 600 to 650 kilo Angus cow, she'll make a $2.60 to $2.75. The market that's moved out of out of all in regards to our slaughter cattle has been the heavy bulls of recent times, and the heavy bulls have probably picked up thirty to forty cents to be about two dollars eighty a kilo, and as I say, those heavy bulls are uh, what, what we consider eight hundred kilos and, and heavier. But yep, we're about to have, and and one thing we are grateful for is that the north, despite the tragedy of the floods, it has slowed down the flow of cattle. And to be perfectly honest, we haven't been ready or the market hasn't been ready to take on Kimberley cattle. And we've also been very fortunate that we've had some good rains in the Pilbara and those cattle that are coming or will come out of the Pilbara will have good condition on them. 
We are concerned though a little in regards to the feeder cattle that are going to be coming out of the Pilbara and out of the north. That market's fairly subdued and we're heavily reliant on Indonesia. And you know, we that market's running at $3.70 to $3.80 a kilo live weight. Uh, this time last year, we were still at $4.50. So that's that's a really great uh, summary, Leon. We really appreciate your time. It's good to get the perspective from, you know, what is could almost be considered another country. I mean, the market is that far away from the east coast of Australia, but it's a really important market. Um, thanks for the update. I think given the um, the amount of information and, and the dynamic of dynamics of that information, we'll need to catch up with you again soon if we can and uh, and keep an eye on how things are going in the West. So thanks very much, Leon. Thank you very much. I welcome the opportunity. Thanks, Leon. Let's go to the southeast corner of Australia and talk to Ron Rutledge. G'day, Ron. Welcome back to Commodity Conversations. Yeah, th- thanks, Robin. Good afternoon to everyone. Yeah, uh, well, look, it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting stage this whole uh, livestock market's at. But let's start with lambs to begin with. I see last week uh, slaughter reached 377,000. That's the highest number since May of 2019. Um, and the Eastern States Trade Lamb Indicator was is down 70% year on year. Is that the whole story, Ron? I think the whole story, we've got to reflect back to last spring uh, in where the weather event of last spring is now having uh, the other uh, cyclical event into this autumn. Um, there were so many lambs robbed that were that were not um, yielding and producing too much good uh, quality. And all of a sudden, they people had to make plans to just put them out the paddocks and let them recover from all the uh, inducements of uh, the weather. Mm. And now they're coming forward. So it's that lack of band effect. Um, we, we knew that through last spring we were down in numbers. Well, we knew the numbers were there, but all of a sudden the numbers have re- reappeared. And, Ron, have these, um, are these lambs, have they, have they done okay now? Because you're right, it was a particularly tough year last year with the wet and, and the lack of quality in the feed. Have they done all right? Because I noticed that the heavy lamb is actually performing quite well compared to the rest of the lamb market. I think that's probably the sweet spot. Um, I would I would locate my answer saying that it's probably not a not a, a, an abundant amount of heavy lamb around. A lot of these lambs started as pretty inferior lambs, and they're just coming up to being good uh, good trade lambs to perhaps on a heavy side for a few. But in everyone's consignments at the moment, if there's one um, truckload of lambs, there'll be 150 to 200 good lambs, and they will tail down very very quickly. Yeah. And we're seeing that in average prices, whether it be auctions plus uh, over the hooks or uh, in the sale yards, we're seeing that the top lambs are really good outcomes, but as they decline, we, we get a, a good average of where things are at. Yeah. Now, um, now just switching, staying on sheep though, but just switching to mutton, um, I noticed that mutton has started to climb and hopefully that's we can see the bottom of it behind us. Um, 90 cent improvement in the last month. That's very welcome but it's down 26% year on year. So again, that's a market that, uh, you know, we're, we're coming to terms with new levels. Yeah, I think that the cents a kilo price of mutton is quite good. I think there's a big variance there again of good mutton to bad mutton. Um, mm. There's been a lot of scanning go on, and which has is, which is allowed some of the statistics to be a bit clouded that the scanning has been quite healthy. So there probably hasn't been as many scanned empty use come forward. But on the flip side of that is I think as soon as 
these lambs are coming out of these ewes this year. A lot of these ewes are aged. They were kept because of seasonality being so good. Yep. There will be an abundance of ewes come forward as we move into the spring. Um, with those significant challenge of shearers and who knows what our climate's going to do, um, we might see a lot of sheep have to be shorn or, or, or maybe even exited in the wall, depending on on, um, on the shearing supplies. Yeah, so uh, so what I'm hearing there, Ryan, is don't muck around with your mutton this year. Um, bite the bullet, get on with it. Just switching to cattle, um, the Eastern Young Cattle Indicator, unfortunately, I suppose, hit a record low during the week or a new recent record low down, and it's 38% lower year on year, 677, 671 actually. Um, what what are you seeing in the cattle market? We're seeing a backdraft of spring drop wieners still appear. Um, some of them have done quite well from a grazing point of view, but there's not a lot of weight. We are very heavily reliant in Victoria in the uh, late to early autumn periods of Northern Australia trying to buy calves off us. Mm-hmm. Now, they've got the, uh, obviously a weather, weather factor that they haven't got enough feed to, to start buying wieners. And they've still got a build-up of their last year's calves. They still haven't been able to extract. So they're in a little bit of a two-way street um, feed, as well as a back backdrop of calves they haven't been able to sell from the year before. So the feedlots are under pressure to try and enter cattle. Um, it's a slow process, but they are starting to create itself. But there's no big volume buyers from the northern part of Australia coming down south and buying our spring drop wieners, which we have seen in the last two to three years. So that that probably explains why we're seeing that the heavier specifications are seeming to be more attractive to the feedlots, right? Is that right? Yeah, definitely so. Um, the feedlots have had their their period of, uh, of of uncertainty and getting cattle killed and COVID and all the other environmental things we've had to take on, uh, wet weather. Um, they're starting to, to clear the decks now uh, and they're looking for their winter purchasing. And of course, demand and supply depicts that. So the winter purchasing will be a significant thing. We've got one major processor that's going to come online. So they're, they're putting a bit of a firm market within our feeder structure that um, they're going to start killing uh, at a big processing plant in South Australia coming forward. So they start have entered the market buying quite a few feeder cattle to, to backfill their processing plant um, intentions later in the year. So we've had, uh, I mean, April's a funny month where you have a lot of holiday disruption uh, you know, we had Easter, we got Anzac Day and all that. So I guess we can expect that in general, uh, there'll be a ramp up in both buyer and sellers as these processes get returned to more normal. And as you just explained, Ron, with the in- increased capacity coming on board. And I suppose it'll mean sale yards just operating a bit more consistently too. That should help things. Yeah, I think we're going to see a bit more firming of price trends, but we have got this two-stream economy. We've got south of the divide and north of the divide. Most people on the south of the divide are relatively comfortable with their seasonality, mm-hmm. but people on the northern part of the divide have just been missing those 15 to 20 mil rain events, and they are starting to get under pressure. They've got lambs that are earlier, they've got calves that are a little bit earlier, and the, and they all need reasonable feed from now on, and that feed isn't exposing itself. Whereas the guys in the south that are you know uh, certainly not lambing or calving, they're they're relatively comfortable where things are. They'll enter their winter phase relatively easy but but our colleagues on the on the north side of the great divide are just hoping they can get their 20 to 30 mil rain events every 10 days to just keep things ticking along because there's a lot of ewes and lambs um 
in that northern part of uh, Victoria and southern New South Wales at the moment, just looking for a bit more of a green pick to come forward to, to try and get the ewes milking up properly. Uh, great advice, Ron. And uh, look, thanks very much for your time again. Ron Rutledge, it's always a pleasure to have you on Commodity Conversations. Thanks. Good to help out. See you guys.